right now, it's time for History Matters. Taking a look back at this week in history with the one and only Scott Washington, historian extraordinaire, who joins us here in the studio. Good morning. You How know, are you? A three-hour tour with WCHL <laughs> is always good anytime. I guess that is the length of you this know, show, too. And I hope anybody on that three-hour bus trip will be listening to WCHL. It'll make the time pass so much more quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although you probably should be listening to the person giving the tour while you're on the bus. Like, be silly oh, to get on the oh, bus and like right, yeah. stick earbuds into your ears. Like, I'm just listening to the game at this point. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay, Ooh, pool. well, somewhere nice. in there, that's yeah. right, there's a, a lag. Priorities. Priorities. That's right. Well, this is uh, a great week in history. Uh, and, you know, there's just every time you turn on the news, you hear something else, you go, well, didn't expect to see that happening. Um, but I'm always hopeful because there are always people finding solutions. And while the news always reports and has to about very disruptive events uh, that we didn't expect and sometimes how people deal with finding solutions to those, countless uh, days go by when and years when there are so many more people finding solutions to problems and changing our lives in really interesting and good ways. And one of these uh, just happens to come up because July is ice cream month, um, and uh, there is a person that pops up uh, when I was looking into this that we are all indebted to, and her name is Nancy Johnson. And she was born in 1794 and uh, lives to 1890. But what is remarkable is the, the way they made ice cream before this, you, even you think of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, they'd have like a, 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 a some kind of a pot with ice around it, and yes, with with uh, salt, and then you'd have another pot with the stuff, and you'd stir it constantly. It mm. would take hours. It was so labor intensive. Well, Nancy, I got Johnson... bored making whipped cream one day. That's five <laughs> minutes. Exactly. Well, Nancy Johnson, who. Um, was uh, born in New York. Uh, for some reason, uh, she goes on to Probably become, because her parents were from there. I guess. And maybe she was tasked <laughs> with this uh, terrible task of trying to make ice cream. It was a t- and I've, look, I've tried the ones that you, you put the ingredients in a bag. Right, And then you put right. ice around it and you shake it up. Oh, I've done minutes. that, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work that well. Not, it's just it's, really, it's, it's like, what? It's so edible, it's fine. You've made ice I had cream. An, yeah. <laughs> an appreciation for like, oh, how labor intensive this must be. Now mm-hmm. we have... Uh, electric ice cream makers, and uh, some of you have used those hand-cranked ice makers. Well, we can all thank the billion-dollar industry of ice cream credited towards Nancy Johnson, who actually patented the first hand-cranked ice cream machine. Came okay. up with the idea of the paddles inside right. uh, the, uh, the, the, the container that turns it constantly uh, so it, can, it freezes evenly. Um, the whole mechanism, she's the one who does it. We're all, otherwise, we'd still be stirring or, you know, no. trying to make whipped cream. And uh, I'm always curious as to, like, how these things got developed in the first place, like whipped cream <laughs> or ice cream or anything like that. Like, someone had to, at right. some point, have just been sitting there stirring and stirring and stirring this without actually knowing <laughs> if anything was going to result from it. And yes. then like, ooh, it 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 it, uh, it emulsifies. Like it hardens up. Look, That's we can right. do stuff with this. I mean, they've done a lot more since then and we're all indebted and there's nothing better than really cold ice cream on a really hot day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, we can all almost trace the, the growth and development of the whole ice cream, a billion dollar industry to Nancy Johnson, who is this housewife who thinks 
who gets tired of trying to make ice cream by hand and says there's got to be an easier way and comes up with this idea. That's the kind of example of people seeing a problem and saying, you know what, I think I can do uh, something better. One of those people that pops up this week has a birthday, July 12th, born in 1854, lives to 1932, George Eastman. Now, George Eastman, we immediately assume Kodak, and but he didn't start off that way. Actually, he started off in insurance, and his father died. Uh, he goes to work at 14, and we think, oh my goodness, you know, that seems so young, but Back in that time, it wasn't. It was actually, you would have a pretty solid, basic, uh, you'd understand uh, education, uh, arithmetic and writing, just the fundamentals. So he goes to work for an insurance agency, learns everything, and then he gets passed over for promotion, which always rankles him the rest of his life. He realized it wasn't right, it wasn't as fair, and he goes to work in a bank. Again, nothing about photography until something comes up about the government selling property down uh, in uh, the Dominican Republic. And so uh, one of his co-workers says, well, why don't you go down and take pictures with the, you know, the newfangled photography? And George Eastman thinks this is a great idea. He's a short little fellow. Right. <laughs> Just a little under, a, a little over five feet. And he gets the equipment and it weighs like 50 pounds. It's wet photography uh, that has to be developed right on the spot. Uh, it's such a catastrophe. He doesn't even try to go down there. Ends up going to Michigan um, and uh, taking a vacation and realizes people keep following around and realizes this could be a market. So he actually devises a process of coating plates with this wet uh, emulsion because it, if it's exposed to light, it will uh, develop. Right. Um, but it's on the third floor. And the person who comes in with him uh, on this building rental is a person who uh, is a boarder at their house that his mother runs and uh, works with carriages. I mean, these people have no <laughs> no background at all. And I'm sure it kept, you know, the place kept dropping and breaking. And finally he says, got to be a better way. And he begins to experiment in his mother's kitchen. So he works at the bank. Then he experiments with chemistry because he'd heard something about England having a dry emulsion process. And for two years, he keeps working on it, falling asleep even, uh, and finally uh, develops this process, thinks this is the breakthrough, but all the photographers are used to wet plate photography, and they say no. And he realizes he has to do something different, reaches out to uh, the public, and suddenly this is the gangbuster change that uh, changes everything. So we have cell phones, and we think, oh, yeah, I take pictures all the time. Mm. We can all trace it back to a fellow who just was really interested and had a whole different a change in his life because of an event that said, no, we're not going to let you continue on in insurance, you nice. into banking. And then this other trip that never materializes uh, leads him into photography as we know it. And he wasn't the best photographer, but he appreciated great photography and realized light had so much to do with it. Mm -hmm. you know, it's interesting, we're talking about photography on the radio, but right, I think right. you know, the images that we create in our mind are... Is, is one I think, of it's, I think it's also probably worthwhile that he wasn't the best photographer, because honestly, no. if he were the best photographer, he would have been yeah. spending all of his time taking pictures and not developing <laughs> the technology <laughs> with which to develop them, That's right? right? Yeah. That's right, yeah. And again, and both of those become hugely, you might say, disruptive technologies both photography, ice cream making, <laughs> and yet they were addressing problems that nobody kind of really had thought about entirely until these people came along and were stubborn enough to say there's got to be a better way. Speaking with uh, Scott Washington, History Matters, uh, we got time for one more. What do we got? Okay. 
Um, one is uh, a birthday, July 16th, 1862. Her name is Ida B. Wells, uh, born into slavery, and uh, she grows up, becomes a, an incredible uh, journalist um, who documents uh, lynching. And in fact, it's so successful uh, that um, uh, she's later awarded a, a Nobel Prize in 2020, a Pulitzer Prize for her pioneering work in the 1890s when the idea was, no, no, the lynching is only for people who are criminals. And she realizes and documents that, no, no, this is a form of terror mm -hmm. against African Americans. And because of that courageous uh, stance, uh, her work as a journalist is attacked, uh, her press is burned down, uh, but she is fearless. And she's fearless not only uh, about reporting about this, but for, of course, African American uh, rights and also for women's rights, which sometimes puts her at odds with uh, even some African American men who are like, no, no, you don't have, to, you, you, you be in your own place. And she's saying, no, no, this is important. Not to mention the women's suffrage movement, right. which occasionally exactly. was racist. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, it's exciting to see people who stood up and did something different, whether it's ice cream making or whether it's photography or whether even it's basic civil rights of what's right and what's wrong. And that's why history matters. And everyone listening to this program can do the same wherever they are. And that is how history matters. Scott Washington, as always, thank you so much. Thank you, Harry.